0: Uncle Dylan's got himself a drink, got some slices of cheese. He's ready to fucking
1: puke. Dude, the last time I was around you, when you were drinking any type of alcohol and eating cheese, you did not have a good next day. Wait, when was this? Carolina. Carolina.
0: So, yeah, we're back with our Halloween movie battle tournament. We're doing the right side of our bracket now, or at least the first round. Um, 16 movies, I think, we're going to go through. Um, If you can go to our Instagram at Horror flickspodcast, you can check out the bracket and see what movies we're going to be covering. And you can also see what movies moved forward in our first episode for this tournament. Um, You can check out what made it, what didn't make it, and keep track there. Because we don't have a Facebook, so Instagram, at Podcast is the way to go.
1: And uh, I strongly encourage you, if you're listening to this episode, and we're listening to these movies, to send on to the next round of the bracket. I strongly suggest to go back and listen to the first episode. This is an entire 32-movie tournament to crown the Halloween movie battle winner and just to quickly reiterate because we don't want to keep saying the same things these are all movies that we probably would not cover in long form so there is a reason why movies like halloween and Night on elm street and whatever you want is not on this list there's a reason. trick or treat is a great example that's not on the list because we will definitely be covering in long form these are a lot of we i think we have a pretty good mix of uh nostalgia movies uh traditional halloween movies uh maybe i'd have to say maybe some b-level quality <laughs> mixed in here as well and mainstream movies it's a pretty good mix and dylan mainly put this bracket together i came in with the idea a lot of these movies this is what he put together i just switched in a few or added a few and took out a few so there's a reason why on this side of the bracket we might get to some movies where I have little to no knowledge about. Just a just a heads up. I have two children, uh, a, very, uh, uh, a full-time job that's pretty demanding, and I tried my absolute best. And we did this on kind of short notice, kind of short notice, but look, Halloween was, you know, October was quickly approaching. We wanted it. This is what we wanted to do. So that's, that's enough reiterating. Let's just jump right in, because this very first matchup is one I need to hear you talk about. Can you give us the first matchup in this bracket? We've got 2006, the Pumpkin
0: Carver versus Satan's Little Helper from 2004. Um, Pumpkin Carver, I had always seen the cover growing up. Um, any, you guys should Google the cover just— my purposes. Um, always saw that. Always saw that cover growing up. And actually, Jeff, this is a fun little bit of information you might not know. Because of that cover, and it said Carver spelled with a K. That's how I wound up naming Mr. Carver, which is a, a reoccurring character in many of my film projects. It's a pumpkin-faced character, and Jeff um, played him in my first film, short film, Sickos. And has played him since, except for in Sharp Candy, where he only played it for a scene. But so, Jeff, you are forever tied to the pumpkin carver because
1: good. Mr. God, Barber. if I if I would have <laughs> if I would have only known. And by the way, of course, watching it, I'm like, oh God! Of course, of course, I knew. So by the way, I just watched this movie this week. I watched the Pumpkin Car for the first time this week, and I watched it on Tubi TV, the Tubi app, with ads. <laughs> and new, I mean, come on, there's some movies that you just you just look at it and like, it's free on Tubi, and you're looking at the artwork, and then you know what you're getting into. And first, I see the what? So what? Do you have any more behind the scenes of why you put this on the list besides that right there?
0: Yeah. OK, so last October, which I usually or my last Halloween season. So September and October, I watched a movie every single day, sometimes more than one. And I forget how many I watched, but more than 60. And I wanted to try and add, obviously, stuff or, or watch stuff that I always watch during the Halloween season. But I wanted to try and watch some new stuff. And The Pumpkin Carver, of course, I remembered the poster, seeing that DVD all the time growing up. Um, so I saw it was on Prime, so I wanted to watch it. I watched it. And I don't remember it being that terrible. Um, I remember it obviously being like, okay, this is an early 2000s film, low budget. But it's, I was like, they got some jack-o'-lanterns sitting around. It looks kind of Halloween <sighs> vibey. So uh, it just – when I was making this bracket, I just thought that one might be interesting. And then <laughs> it's funny because I honestly forgot most of it. Um, Did
1: you rewatch this?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me read the plot real quick. After Please. mistaking him for a masked killer, Jonathan fatally stabbed his sister's boyfriend on Halloween. One year later to the day, the siblings find themselves fighting for their lives against a very familiar masked murderer. Um, I will say this. On rewatch, it, it it's worse than I remember.
1: <laughs> First of all, even you saying that plot didn't sound as good as if I were to. Because I – okay. I'm – I try to be as positive as I can with a lot of these things. You're going to hear me defend a lot more movies than probably you. Like, we saw it with Halloween 2018. I'm always looking at the better thing. Or, like, hey, I liked it, but I'm just... I don't know. I tend to like it. Um, If I were to describe this...
0: I'm usually... I champion more behind, like, low-budget indie stuff versus the big stuff. Like, Halloween 2018.
1: So, like, this, I'm actually... I I still like it. Look, I, I... I get it. I get it. The plot, even when you read it, I was like, "Oh God!" But when I was thinking about the plot out loud, I was like, "Oh, you know what? That's not the worst thing in the world if it would have been read to me maybe differently. Like if I would have read, uh, brother kills sister's boyfriend in a Halloween prank on Halloween wrong. during a prank gone wrong. Yeah, was that list- Was that read somewhere? Maybe I read that then. Cause oh. Uh, prank oh. gone wrong. They had to move. They moved away and started a new life elsewhere. And he has visions of this character who maybe is still out there, or whatever. That leads you to believe, you know, have this fun of, is what he's seeing real? Is it not like, fine, I can be on board with that easily. Fine. Everyone in this movie sucks. Like every. <laughs> no, I. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying every actor. I meant character. I don't like anyone in this movie. Mm. Every character. And I am sitting there watching. And I'm looking at the 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 sister, the the main the. I guess she's the main girl. And I'm looking at her. And I was like, and immediately I'm like, why does she look familiar? And I was like, what is her name? She, I know her. And her name, uh, I believe her name is Amy Weber. She. I'm a big wrestling fan. She was in a WWE Diva search like in 2004 or 5 or something i think and she was uh she was on Smackdown she was in a, a angle on in wrestling for a while and she quit the business because of the uh i guess she was she was treated poorly i was like so then i knew i was definitely in some fucking trouble if the, i was like oh no this <laughs> former WWE not i mean uh this diva search winner is now in this movie i knew i knew we were in trouble her, her, we're not going to take a lot of time on every single one of these movies but i have to dive into this just a little bit because i fucking watched it and i'm not going to let that be for nothing
0: well i got a her text from voice. you saying was this a fucking joke did i you know whatever and you said you were going to tear into me because i put this on the list but like I said to my defense I don't remember it being that bad I have been greatly mistaken um no like you said the characters no one's likable also the acting's pretty pretty terrible which you, normally there's some charm and like I got a few laughs out of that especially with our main lead um I think his name's the character's name is Jonathan or something um not to be mean because i I guess people could say I'm funny looking, but this guy's funny looking in the way he says certain lines and like there's one at the end when he's saying like, "Look. Look." <laughs> and I just I lost my shit, dude. Like I was like, "Oh fuck, I made Jeff watch this as part of our
1: 32 movie
0: horror Halloween bracket."
1: Let me reiterate. I'm a father of two little girls. I have a family and a demanding job and I took time out of my life to sit in bed and my I made my wife watch this movie <laughs> so <laughs> now it's fine that it's in there because i i you know I respect all forms of like low budget movies or like if it has a good idea or like even if it's like oh, like the camera works shittier or the the editing shit I can find charm in anything. If it's like a good idea, people are being creative and they're trying to do something. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. But hey, man, everyone in this movie sucked. (laughs) And okay, so there's the girlfriend's, the sister's boyfriend. Who he kills to start this movie off because he's playing a prank on the sister, attacking her, and he ends up the brother defends her and kills this guy. But it turns out it was, he had a fake knife; it was fake. He was the most over the top asshole, dickhead that there possibly. And they, but I think we've talked about this. Horror movies do that all the time. To- a lot of movies yeah. do that all the time. Like the dickhead is, but this guy came in and he's like feeling up on the sister and he's like this the brother's just sitting there carving a pumpkin and he sprays him with beard uh let me try then he stabs the shit out of the pumpkin and you're like oh my god then he like sprays him again with it i'm like anyone in their right mind i am such a non-violent person i hate like when people talk about like i hate bravado i would have laid this dude the fuck out and i guess maybe that's what maybe they did a good job with that but it seemed just over the top like there's there's not a person in the world that is this much of a complete bag of dicks but you, you didn't appreciate it when he died anyway so I'm watching this movie and it's horse shit after horse shit and, and I'm at least thinking like th- there's some attractive girls in this movie and one's like really like over the top slutty the, uh, with the camera Yeah. and I'm watching I'm like Okay, so this is the type of movie where here's what you're. I was like, you know what, I, I'm gonna at least take away from this. It'll, it'll probably be like, uh, there's gonna be some boobies in this. You know what, any gentleman enjoys like, oh, ah, well maybe we'll, we'll see your boobies or something like that. Because I'm grasping at anything like that at, at this point. Not not, uh, you know what I mean. I don't look for boobies in movies, but it's like when it comes to this, like, you know what, I'm gonna take anything I can get. Cool. You don't get it. You know what you do get? A hairy butthole and a hairy taint when two guys come up with pumpkins painted on their asses and they're shaking. And, it, and you can see the guys holding his balls not to show his balls on camera. And it's all hairy and shit. I'm like, fuck this, dude. No.
0: <laughs> and that's the top, That's the first movie on,
1: <laughs> on the right side. Of the this bracket. is the first movie on the right side. And I... I and we're not supposed to be taking this much fucking time on each movie, but I got to keep going just a little bit. This movie was so bad. When Tubi hit the one of their ads, I said, thank Christ. I grabbed my <laughs> I grabbed my glass. I went downstairs to make a drink. I saw a picture on my refrigerator of me at five years old holding, like hugging my childhood dog. I started texting my mom talking about how, like, remember how much I love my dog? I never went back, dude. I said, F- I forgot. I said, fuck this movie. <laughs> dude, I said, this movie was so bad, I went downstairs and started talking to my mom about my childhood dog. <laughs> so wait, you never finished it? So I go back. The next day, my ex-girlfriend tells me, uh, she goes, you left the room, and I couldn't believe because right after you left, someone gets their head cut off while he's peeing, and then he pees on his own head. <laughs> And I said, "Oh no, I missed it, dude." And then, hop on Wikipedia, and what do you know? The brother fucking ends up killing his sister because nine times out of ten, shittier movies they don't they don't won't give you the happy ending. A lot of B will just go ahead and take. The, uh, spoiler alert. A 1001 Maniacs or whatever the fuck I watched that with you for the first time and remember I called the ending I was like what's gonna happen yeah I was like what's gonna happen now I was like there's no way they're driving off into the sunset with a happy ending I told you that out loud because we watched it together for the first time because you wanted me to watch it and sure enough they go down the road and they get decapitated (laughs) it's just (laughs) it's like okay so anyway I'm knocking shit over I'm so upset so, that that's that. What do you want to say about this movie so we can just talk about its opposition? Which, by the way, I'm voting for Satan's Little Helper to move forward before we even talk about Satan's Little Helper. But does there anything you want to say about this fucking movie? Pumpkin Carver? Okay. Uh, sorry, by the way. I'm sorry.
0: I think it's probably a good one. To watch was like... <laughs> It's a good one to watch with your, with your like if you and I had watched this together, it would have been a good laugh, you know, have a few drinks, and by have a few drinks, you have a few drinks, and I just kind of sleep on sip the floor. On a, <laughs> sleep on the floor, but it, it's a it's a funny one to watch. But is it necessarily like a good one to watch for Halloween? No, unless you're a fan of early 2000s uh, B movie horror slasher. Where there's really no good um, payoff, like Jeff said, I'm spoiling it for you guys. Um, the brother winds up being the killer because I guess after killing uh, the sister boyfriend, it fucked him up. But to where he, it also makes it seem like he's being possessed by this, like, by the spirit of the dead boyfriend. So there's really no answer. It's just kind of like all over the place. So yeah, no. Uh, they toy with
1: the they toy with the idea of possibly making it like a little bit of a mystery like who done it big uh like big sur- shock uh surprise that he's the one but instead of like a who done it it's more like a who fucking cares who done it I don't ca- I don't care when I read it I was like oh he ended up being the killer yeah of course he did oh real quick there's a a pumpkin carving contest with another super dickhead and it's it might be one of my favorite scenes It's probably my favorite scene in the movie. It's a pumpkin carver contest carving contest and the brother before obviously before we know where I guess you're supposed to be fucking I'm cussing so much because I'm so up in arms about this movie. There's another dickhead character because of course the brother has a new love interest and he she has a ex-boyfriend who's a super ultra dick who already like beat up the brother so they end up going head to head in a pumpkin carving contest, and they're making it seem like this most, this big moment. It's, it's full of, the whole scene is angry faces and pumpkin carving sound effects. It's just like, <laughs> <He's> just <laughs> carving <this> pumpkin, <laughs> and people are like on the edge of their seats watching it, like, oh yeah! Oh. Fuck this, dude. It's, I, dude, I, The one laugh I got out of this movie was watching the aggressive pumpkin-carving contest scene. Oh, my God. And there's a fat guy dressed as the Incredible Hawk. He dies and gets his intestines all wrapped up. Who cares?
0: (laughs) It's very forgettable. Other than, like I said, I think, for me, the most enjoyment I get out of it is like the early 2000s nostalgia of it um, and the lead actor. Uh, Just because he's... He's just he's bad he's funny looking, um, but I like it so. But uh, it's definitely not something I'll rewatch in the future. I can't believe that uh, I put it on the list. But yeah, Satan's a little helper, which you already said, you're gonna move forward. Um, yes. I also picked this to be on the list. This is actually one of my favorite Halloween movies to watch. I watch it every single year. I've watched it since um. I think sixth grade. I stumbled upon the DVD on Amazon. I bought it cheap, and
1: it's, I would hope so. It's not.
0: It's it's not good, and I understand. It's a very. It looks kind of shitty. It looks super low budget. It looks like a, a film like first time film student graduate made it.
1: We might um, agree. We might agree more than you think on this one. This might. This actually might surprise you.
0: But I think it has a lot of charm. I think it's – I think uh, it's got – it really captures some dope, like, just realistic Halloween atmosphere and vibes. Like, it's just uh, this town – I wanted to say, like, Connecticut or something, or maybe Midwest. But it just captures such a cool vibe. It looks like something maybe that you and I would have made. My ex-wife –
1: my ex-girlfriend told me that. She said it looks like something you and Dylan would have made. I said it would have looked better but it, i can i can see why you said that
0: yeah um and i don't know i just remember watching it for the first time when i was younger and just something about it just fucking stuck with me it doesn't have a huge like a big cast or anything i forget the actress's name who's like the biggest uh part in it but um the effects aren't great they're pretty low budget and cheesy but it almost just feels like in a it, it, the way the movie feels, it feels like someone took a Goosebumps episode from the 90s show, turned it yes. into an R-rated adult version, and made it a feature film. And that's what the – so the, the vibe's just there.
1: Yes, I agree, goofy with, as fuck, I agree with
0: that. Goofy as fuck. The plot is basically a, a young, mentally ill child um, <laughs> named Dougie yep. uh, is excited for his sister to come home. For Halloween, his older sister who's been away to college. And he's obsessed with this video game which looks shitty as fuck. It was like, it, it's you guys just got to watch this one. But it's a, Satan's Little Helper's name of the video game. And it's about the devil's like assistant just going around killing people. So he dresses up as Satan's Little Helper for Halloween. With plans to go trick-or-treating with his sister and everything. But she brings her boyfriend home, who Dougie doesn't like for whatever reason. And then just bizarrely, Dougie goes off by himself walking around the town and it's decorated for Halloween and everything. And he comes across this guy dressed in like a monster demon kind of outfit. And he's putting a dead body on a porch, making it look Bro- like a broad daylight. Broad daylight, Halloween decoration. And then Dougie runs out to him, he's like, Whoa, that looks cool. Can I be your helper? And the, the masked Satan, we're just going to call him Satan, never says anything. He just nods and gives like thumbs up and whatever. And so yeah. basically the whole movie is, oh, this Satan guy, like dressed up as Satan, whatever, is a serial killer just randomly going around killing people. And this mentally ill child <laughs> is, like thinks it's all a joke and pretend and is running around with him like inadvertently helping him kill people. Oh. And there's stuff with the boyfriend and the, the sister and – like I said, it just has a very, it's like an adult goosebumps, a, a, a goosebumps TV show episode that was made for adults.
1: And you know, you're you're making it seem better and cooler saying he's a mentally ill child. He's not supposed to be a mentally yeah, ill child just, by the by by the <laughs> way audience. <laughs> That's
0: my own definition.
1: Um, it's actually when you said that I it would have been cooler. And this I mean, I know this is very dark, but if he would have legit been a little more like. Actually, uh, written right? to be mentally ill or autistic or something like that. Like
0: if the mother had been, like, you know, your brother is special or something like
1: that. Like, well, first of all, the mom was pretty fucking special. What <laughs> the? <laughs> the mom and daughter that... in this kept spanking each other and had the weirdest
0: dialogue interactions. Oh, and first improv... of all,
1: this kid Dougie and Dylan just said, you know, he saw him you know, moving a dead body around like it those Halloween decorations. He doesn't approach him seeing that. He follows him to kill... He doesn't say anything till he kills another person and he's setting them up. So he waited till the second victim. So this kid is so stupid. He goes through this entire movie, I guess thinking everything is a game and nothing is real. Now, I don't want to spend... We can't spend this much time on all these brackets, but I... I, so and I will make the other ones go. Here's a big turning point that what happens in this movie for me to where I said, because it started off, I was watching this for a while thinking, oh my God, he did it <laughs> to me again. I watched Pumpkin Carver and Satan's Little Helper back to back. So I'm, my mood is not that great. It wasn't, so this, <laughs> This Dougie is now going around with uh, this dude, the serial killer in a costume, Satan, who doesn't speak. And he brings him home. And oh my God, dude, I know I don't want to spend time on it, but I have to a little bit because the boyfriend is like a wannabe actor. He's a real actor type. And he wants to, he has decided that he's going to be Satan to go with her. his new girlfriend's little brother i know this is confusing i actually do recommend watching this movie but dougie sets him up to be attacked by satan satan like just beats the shit out of him and leaves him leaves him for dead just by ramming his head into like walls and shit so when satan comes to the house the mom and the daughter they all think that's the boyfriend He doesn't say – but he's super in character. So they wrote that he was an actor to make it more believable. (laughs) Goddamn, dude.
0: It's one of those movies that's hard to – it's got a wonky script. But I actually think, like, if it was actually rebooted, it might actually kind of be like a fun, dark horror movie. Instead, it's kind of just like a really low-budget black comedy.
1: Um. Well, that's what saved it. Because he comes in and he it, instantly he's, like, feeling up the girlfriend, like, big time. Like, feeling her up. And, she's and she like, thinks kinda, it's
0: the, her boyfriend.
1: She thinks it's the boyfriend. And she's kind of into it, even though her boyfriend was, like, not like that at all. They have barely even been together. They just got together. They don't really know much about each other. So, oh, my gosh. So, here's the thing. Let's just fast forward. It wasn't until the girlfriend says about, like, why don't you guys go get candy or whatever? So, the serial killer who they all think is the boyfriend Satan and Satan's little helper little brother they go to the store and he's buying like duct tape and knives and all this shit it wasn't until they're in a grocery cart and they're leaving (laughs) and Dougie's in the cart he goes and they're running through the like he's pushing cart with Dougie in it and Dougie goes a pregnant lady 50 points or something like that and he hits this pregnant lady with the car and knocks her up on the hood. And I'm like, oh! I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe they did that. Well, there's more. They're like, a baby carriage. <laughs> they slam into the baby carriage. And here's here's where it got a big pop out of me. My biggest pop, biggest laugh out of movie. Dougie goes, blind guy! <laughs> this guy has no stick! And they just ram into him too. And that's when I was like, finally, I was like, I would, I would have wrote this. I would have I would have written this. I see what they're doing. This I see, I didn't look anything up about this movie. This is when I realized, oh, this is part comedy. It has to be. So this is an adult comedic goosebump story to me. And that's why, as bad as it it, as bad as I guess it is it works, dude
0: <laughs> but it's charming and I think that's the difference is Pumpkin Carver is not charming at all it's a crock of shit Satan's a little helper they're trying to do a little something with what budget they have with what actors they have but it's still charming and plus it's just got like a dope vibe like the the houses are all decorated for Halloween there's jack-o'-lanterns people in costumes everywhere and it just has that 90s goosebumps kind of feel. So, I don't know. It stuck with me. I think that's definitely uh, way far and above The Pumpkin Carver. So, moving forward, um, I'm actually really happy that you liked (laughs) liked this movie because I was afraid I was going to have to defend it super
1: hard. Um, I'll say this. Surprisingly enough, and I didn't think this way of starting that movie, I could... I could potentially see myself maybe watching that again. Honestly, there was something. It just goes back to that word charm for whatever reason. This is not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination, but you know what? At the end of it, once I realized what they were doing, like, and this time we won't bother spoiling, spoiling the ending. Um, the way that like with what they did with the ending and then once i realized like the comedic thing and that scene alone of them i could watch that scene that might be one of my favorite scenes in movies of him this mass character with this kid in a grocery cart uh pregnant woman uh, 50 points uh baby carriage 100 points, and then blind guy i was like blind guy where are they <laughs> <laughs> so i think okay so it's official that without a shadow of a doubt satan's little helper moves on now we will not spend that much time on all these brackets had to with those please give us the next matchup, Dylan. let's keep it moving
0: uh the house is october built versus night of the demons
1: 1988
0: um i watched both of these movies for the first time this week actually the house is october built i watched today both movies I fast forwarded through, which is something I don't ever really do. But for whatever reason, I just was not feeling it with these. Um, I watched Night of the Demons first and it's like a it's an 80s movie and it kind of has a nice. It has a dope poster. I mean, I've seen post the poster and stuff for it all the time. I think it's a cult classic. Uh, ten teenagers party at an abandoned funeral parlor on Halloween night. When an evil force awakens, demonic spirits keep them from leaving and turn their gathering into a living hell. Sounds like all right. Sounds like an Evil Dead mixed with uh, some Halloween vibes.
1: <clears throat> I was about to say, I wonder if, the, if it was just like an, an Evil Dead influence movie.
0: I, I think very much so. Um, Did an I 80s say,
1: vibe come across?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I would say that's the best thing the movie has is that kind of vibe. The atmosphere is there. It kind of is similar to Evil Dead plot wise, but just the characters aren't memorable. Um, there's some cool practical effects, makeup, but I was just bored. Like, And that's why I fast forward because like, I feel like I've seen this before because it really is like Evil Dead. And then there's a scene where the main girl who also is like the main demon, she dances to like a rock song or something. I may have forgotten what song it is. And it's like, oh, I, I was just like, like, I don't know. It went on for too long. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't care about people dancing. And like, it's like, because oh the demon possesses her and she's just dancing and like, it's this wide shot. And she's like flipping her dress around and the effects look cool. And then there's, but then it's just awkward. It's like an awkward script where like characters are just kind of running around. There's a scene where two characters are trying to climb up over a wall to get out of the place and, it's like taking forever. Like the girl's like, I can't do And her late and they're grabbing her. So I just said, fuck this. <laughs> um, and then the ending, the beginning and the end is kind of cool. It kind of bookends on this like totally different, um, has nothing to do with the plot kind of character and moment. Um, and I don't want to spoil it if you do watch it, but it's kind of, it's kind of fun. But ultimately, I just didn't care, and that's why I fast-forwarded through it a little bit, and I didn't miss anything. Some of the deaths were cool. Some of them <laughs> sucked. Uh, I don't think I would actually ever re-watch this again. Maybe I would give it another chance, but I don't think so. I know it's, like I said, a cult cool classic. I think it's really well-loved. But well, it got,
1: a, it got a remake, too, didn't it?
0: It did in 2009, yeah, and I haven't seen that. I saw the poster growing up. Ooh. Uncle Dylan's done with his drink.
1: Oh boy, we're on a second (laughs) matchup.
0: But Night of the Demons, um, it' fine. It's it's. I feel like it's actually fine to put on if you're like just carving jack-o'-lanterns and like have some people over. It's fun to just have in the background. But if I was, what's the one movie I'm gonna watch on Halloween night? I don't think it'd be Night of
1: the Demons. But well, what about that movie in comparison to The Houses October Built?
0: All right. Well, The House is October Built from 2014. It's a found footage movie about five friends that um, like go around to a bunch of different like haunted houses and things, and they they're trying to like find the best one and find like genuine real scary shit. Um, and this was another one. It gave off some cool. October shit. But ultimately the characters got annoying. It took for, dude, I got an hour into it before like the main, like they got to the main house where like scary shit started happening. And at that point I kind of just stopped caring and I fast forwarded <laughs> it again. And then even the ending for me wasn't really that big of a payoff.
1: Um, well, wasn't it a, well, spoiler alert. Wasn't it a, a very, very none? happy ending with this movie is this the movie where they uh just kind of ends horrifically um aren't people buried alive and shit
0: yeah and i take it you <laughs> didn't watch either of these two movies
1: i've only seen youtube clips from these movies and read plots about these movies
0: well maybe once you watch them depend you maybe you'll uh have a disagreement about which one i have i move forward Um, oh boy
1: this is gonna be interesting fuck this next next week
0: because i love found footage movies i i think they can be really well done and i actually think this one is pretty decent i just um i didn't really like the characters i it was just kind of i guess they had good chemistry together but i just didn't really care and so same with night of the demons though um and then they made a sequel to both of these movies, which I'll probably never see. Wow. Um, fuck. This is tough, dude.
1: From what I've seen, literally based off an 80s vibe and maybe going off a little bit of, you know, Evil Dead, Notice I'm sure it's not at all close to it. From what I've seen, it didn't seem that way. But... I'm such a sucker for the '80s, and then other ones like I like the ending of the other one. Like I said, there could be people out there who'd be like, "How can you even like pick? You haven't properly seen all these movies and shit like that." You're right, and maybe next next week when we cover through the next round, maybe I'll be like, "Oh, I made a mistake here." But going off what I do, I'm choosing, Night of the Demons to move to move forward. I was just saying, you
0: know what? I think I'm going to go with Night of the Demons because of it's 80s. Cool practical effects. There's some tits and ass. There's some, I probably already said a dope practical effect makeup demons. Um, so I'll go with that one. Not that the house is October built is bad. I think it's fine. It's serviceable. It's got some cool footage of them walking through haunted houses, but it gets a little too just... I got an hour into it before I was just like, well, come on. Like, <laughs> like let's have something. And they had they tried to have like a few genuine, like kind of scary moments, but it just it kind of fell flat for me. So Night of the Demons moves forward. Um All right.
1: There we go. And going we have to watch that next. Ugh. Yeah, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. By the way, you hear that uh Let me reiterate, Dylan made this bracket. He chose the matchups. I have switched out some things. I wanted to do this Halloween movie bracket. I love this idea. This is so much fun. But I will admit, when I saw the bracket, I was looking at some of these movies and wondering, like, how or why? But Dylan is such a, like, such a student of the game. He watches so many movies. I knew there had to be reasons for each, and there has been so far but i gotta say some of these movies i'm like good night nelly furtado
0: (laughs) well the problem was is like we mentioned in the beginning i had to pick we had to pick movies that were movies that we wouldn't necessarily talk about in long form so trust me there was
1: up there yeah that takes out a lot of that takes out a lot of candidates Uh, yeah obviously
0: And so I tried to pick stuff that I know would make for good conversation. I tried to pick stuff that I think feels should be seen by people, even if it doesn't move forward. It should at least get a view, like the House of October built. I think it's worth a watch.
1: Well, I mean, look, I mean, you definitely did a good job with that first bracket. There was a lot. I I could still go back to talking about Satan's Little Helper and the Pumpkin Carver. I'm just trying to get that. I'm trying to get that out of my system, though. But. Well, you said, "Ugh, what's the follow-up? Why? What are the next two movies?"
0: House of Fears from two thousand
1: and seven, and then
0: Haunt from—I thought I knew it off the top of my head, but I don't. Twenty nineteen. All right.
1: Oh, I didn't realize it was that the uh, recent well, there, of an entry.
0: There's another movie called Haunt from some year. I don't, but that's not the one I'm talking about. Have you seen either of these movies?
1: Um. No. Okay. I think Ha is Han about a clown.
0: It's got to both have clowns in them. House of Fears and oh. Hunt. So, I guess I'll start which one's first on the bracket. Let's see. House of Fears. Okay. So, House of Fears back so I went through a period in my life when I entered like 6th grade where Amazon was just kind of getting started and I remember I got like my first debit card or something or something. Something happened where I was able to order some movies. Like, I think I was given an allowance, and I just gave it to my dad, and he bought me these movies. So I bought Satan's Little Helper, and then I had been seeing this trailer – this was, like, 2007 – for this movie called House of Fears, which is about a group of teenagers that go to this – that sneak into this, like, haunted house um, – scare like, a Halloween haunted house thing before the night it opens – and I remember the trailer actually looked kind of cool. It had like a clown in it. It had, and basically the premises, the shit in the haunted house comes to life based on like what your deepest fear is. So I said, Oh, that looks cool and fun. So I tried to buy it, but they were out of stock or whatever. And I just wanted to see this movie for so fucking long. And it was always on my like sh- uh, list of shit to see. And Years went by, never got to see it, never found the DVD, never heard anything about it, until finally last year, during my movie-watching season, this was on Prime. So I was like, fucking A! Like, holy shit! Yes! I was so fucking pumped for this one. Years. Since 2007, I'd been waiting, and it was, so last year was 2019, so like, holy shit. 12 fucking years. <laughs> so I, I sit down, I watch it, and it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's early 2000, it's 2007, early 2000s. It's, I will say this, it's got like a cool little bit of uh, production design. Some of the creatures are pretty damn good for what seems kind of low budget. I think the cast is okay. The characters I actually kind of care cared about our main hero, hair, uh, woman hero. What is it? I don't want to. Is it heroin? Heroin.
1: Yeah, opioid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Our main girl, final girl. Um, she's kind of like emo-ish, so I thought that was cute. I'm sexually hey, did, attracted. Hey,
1: why did? <laughs> <laughs> hold so, that. Hold hold that thought. Why oh, did, did we? Live. You know what we should have put on here? The Final Girls. I've never seen that. With Thomas Middleditch and Adam Devine. Dude. I've never seen that. I'll, Why didn't you yeah. put that on here? Yeah, we should. Well, that's what it just came up to me. When you said The, the Final Girl, God forbid we put a movie that I've seen and you haven't on this list. Pro- the one movie. Anyway. You put a, you put sorry, on. guys. I put Ernest Scared <laughs> Stupid.
0: <laughs> Please, guys, go back and listen to the... Uh, First bracket episode, and listen to me talk about Ernest scared stupid because uh, he loved it. I love best. But continue. Movie. You're
1: you were sexually attracted to which guy? The
0: not <laughs> gay. Oh, a little. So uh, the main girl, she's kind of like emo-ish, and I don't know. She's just cute, so I liked her, and I like the characters. You know, it's fine. I liked it. I'd watch it again. I watched it again for this. And um, would I add it to my, like, annual October viewing? Mm. Mm. Maybe not. However, I'm going to go ahead and get into my second movie, Haunt, which came mm. out in 2019. It's written and directed by the guys who wrote A Quiet Place, which was directed by John Krasinski, which was a popular hit. And I had seen the posters and the trailer for this, um, so I was kind of eager to see it. And again, it's a movie that's kind of similar to House of Fears, where I think it's five friends or six, whatever, teenagers want to go check out a haunted house for Halloween, and they find like this one that no one's heard of, and it's like in a warehouse, and they go. Um, I'd say the only good thing about this movie is it's shot really well. Everything else just falls fucking flat. And like the characters are very just, dis- just, I hate them. They try and shoehorn like an emotional, like, like, uh, like an arc for our main character, which just falls flat and makes no sense and doesn't really pay off. I don't feel, um, and then the whole premise is these five teenagers want to go explore this haunted house or this warehouse. And They have a little spooky intro with, like, this silent clown that locks up their cell phones and has them sign these papers, liability papers, and they go inside. And you would think, like, okay, this is a movie where characters go to a Halloween haunted house and then they start getting killed off by, like, the people running it. Simple enough premise. Should be fun. But the production design just sucks where it's just a fucking warehouse. There's, like, maybe, like, one or two scenes where things are decorated like Halloween lights or skeletons. But the rest, it just feels like a fucking warehouse. So th- it doesn't have that vibe that you're looking for, I feel. And then, like I said, the characters just kind of suck. The kills are boring. um, And it just it just feels kind of, meh. Meh.
1: Hmm.
0: So... Um, so,
1: once, so once again, a real, real clash of the titans here. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I think House of fears is a is leaps and bounds better um i would so definitely the,
1: the movie that was 12 years in the making for you to <laughs> see actually to you at least ended up pulling through in this particular battle
0: yeah it, well it, it the characters i actually cared about they had a look li- they were kind of bad actors but there was still that charm there that charisma i can overlook that and i actually cared about them and i wanted to see them live um, whereas with Haunt, our main character, I fucking hated, and it was stu- she was stupid, whiny. Um, her whole like arc is that her dad abused was abusive to her mom. And so like
1: she's that like that old, that old she, tribe.
0: She's like, you know, like insecure and fearful, whatever, but then she winds up dating a guy in the movie who abuses her and shit. Like the, the first time we see her, she's putting makeup on a bruise. That was given to her by her boyfriend. And so like – and then he is in the movie kind of where he's like tracking her down the whole time like through her cell phone. And you're thinking he's going to be the one that come in and save the day. And he literally just gets killed like as soon as he enters the fucking warehouse. The movie sucks. I hate Haunt. I actually rewatched it with two of my friends. Now that I'm thinking about it, we rewatched it for this, and we all three hated it. And it was worse than I remember when I watched it last year. So yeah, fuck Haunt. Guys, don't watch it. House of Fears, it's got a little bit of low budget, early 2000s charm, and it, that where the haunted house itself actually looks pretty fucking dope. They've got like a mummy room, which looks like an Egyptian um, sarcophagus, and a mirror room. So production design, all that shit's there. So d- House of Fears, for me, definitely.
1: Well, look, Who's who am I to sit here and after that movie 12 years in the making. You have multiple viewers at your house. I'm, I'll i go right along with you, man. Let's send, let's send that one uh, on through to the next round, House of Fears. Let's 2007, on it's round. on
0: Tubi TV, guys. You should check that one out for sure. Oh, is it
1: really? Yep. That was a misplay because it's on Tubi. I could have had quite the trifecta that night with uh, The Pumpkin Carver, Satan's Little Helper, and House of Fears. I could have really... Really had a great night. <clears throat> Damn. Well, that I will go back and watch all the way through since that is now going on to the next round. Jeff,
0: I've talked enough. You you fucking talk about something.
1: Okay. I will talk about – dude, so the pumpkin carver <laughs> <when> he's going <laughs> – <laughs> I just can't let it go, dude. That's <laughs> such horse shit. It's such horseshit. There's a scene where like he's looking at the guy who's getting like electrocuted by these weird lightning bolts. Ah, fuck it. All right, the next the next round of this. Now we're getting into definitely more of some heavy hitters than because from where we started, what we've listed so far, people have to be thinking like, what? They, They people probably might have not known any of these now. Who doesn't know the next matchup of 1985's Fright Night versus The Lost Boys? I mean, Lost Boys is shit I heard about growing up where I had friends who talked about how cool it was before I had even seen it. Um, And, by the way, I didn't watch these movies back then. I watched these movies probably within the last five years for the first time. Like, when I was trying to watch a different, like, movie like Halloween type movie or good movies watched during Halloween during October. So you matched these up in a pretty good way. Cause we both have vampire. And when did the uh, lost boys come out? Do you have that? 1987. You, 1987. So we have these eighties. Yep. We have these eighties vampire flicks going up head to head. And of course Corey Feldman is in the lost boys, which I don't know man for me really adds like this I mean what's more 80s than Corey Feldman popping up in your movie like as like a punk kid in the comic shop and I really ah oh, man Lost Boys I'll... is the shit I'll
0: say this this was for me actually the hardest one to Oh can you hear my dog? Oh well, what happened? nothing Uh, let's keep rolling this was actually the hardest bracket for me to choose one like
1: really Uh, uh, out of this whole out of the
0: whole whole thing so if you guys are following us along on instagram and looking at the bracket going like what fright night (sighs) 1985 versus the lost boys 1987 was the hardest one for me to choose from um just because i love both of these movies they're so much fucking fun um I'm Especially if you watch them around the Halloween time, they're just '80s vampire flicks where the vampires are actually fucking scary, but also fun, kind of badass, classic. Lost Boys is a little bit more, um, maybe hip, but it, the, the vampires are still treated as like a serious, scary, classic movie monster. Um, and they and they're both lots of fun. So, um, I rewatched both of these for this because I actually haven't seen them in so long. Mm -hmm. Um, Fright Night is about a guy, for those that haven't seen it, Fright Night is about a guy named Charlie who lives at home with his mom, um, and he has a girlfriend, and one night he sees the neighbor moving in across the street and happens to look through the window one night and sees him about to bite the neck of a girl, and he has uh, vampire teeth and long fingernails, and he deduces that he's a vampire. And I would hope anyone listening to us has heard of Fright Night because it's such a fun fucking premise for a movie where a kid learns that his neighbor's a vampire and has to deal with that. And of course, he tells his friends and family, no one believes him. Um, so he winds up going and trying to meet his like TV star. Dude, hold on. I think McKenna's calling for me, like, emergency, so like, hang on.
1: Oh, oh. Hang on. Hey everyone, Michael Balaf here. I am the writer and director of the brand new horror film, They Live Inside Us. It just released on streaming services, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about it. It's about a writer who spends Halloween night inside a notoriously haunted house, hoping to find inspiration for his next big horror script. He soon realizes that there is something sinister there in the house with him, and the lines between reality and his fictional story are beginning to bleed together. Um, You can watch it on Amazon, iTunes, Vudu, Google Play, Xbox, PlayStation, and a handful of other streaming services. But it is a uh, a fun, scary, psychological Halloween story, perfect for this time of year. Thanks so much for watching, and happy Halloween.
0: I swear to God, I heard McKenna going like outside yelling, Dylan, Dylan. And then I go out and she's in the kitchen and she said she heard some noise too,
1: but she doesn't know what it was. So uh, that was anticlimactic.
0: Dude, I'm not even kidding. Like, cause I heard it first and then that's why I stopped. And then I heard it again and it literally sounded like she was yelling Dylan outside <laughs> like bloody murder. Damn. All right. Sorry. Fright night. Maybe you can talk about that. <laughs> So Charlie, who's the kid, goes – no one will believe him. His friends, his family won't believe him. So he goes to his, like, TV star idol, uh, Peter Vincent, who is a – plays a vampire hunter on a TV show called Fright Night. And it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, kind of like Vincent Price style. And he tries getting him to help him deal with his vampire problem. And I don't want to go into – Much more detail if anyone hasn't seen it. But it's just so much fun. It is the epitome of the 80s, in my opinion. Like,
1: early. (sighs) Very true. Um, The score
0: is one of my favorite scores ever. Um, And it's just so much fun. And the guy who plays the vampire, Jerry Dandridge is the vampire's name. Uh, Chris Sarandon is the actor's name. Is one of my favorite, like, villains in a movie ever. Because he's just so fucking cool and suave and, like sexy but also like obviously evil but you still just can't help but fucking love him and you know what i mean and anytime he's on on screen he steals he steals the scene and uh Chris Sarandon actually also voiced Jack Skellington in The Nightmare Before Christmas wow along with Danny Elfman i think Danny Elfman i think sung the songs but i think Chris Sarandon did the voice for
1: jack skellington in the nightmare before christmas which is on our list um this one is tough man this is actually really tough um man because at the same time lost boys it's such a simple story to follow as well and it's so 80s because the vampires and they're like a gang of like cool hip vampires and of course, a new family moves to town. The younger brother goes off and makes friends at a comic book shop. Then the older brother, who wants to be cool, and obviously there's a girl involved, ends up being kind of brought into that like vampire gang. And then it ends up becoming the you know the main thing becomes the younger brother and his newfound buddies at the comic book shop are going to save his older brother. It's just, it's simple. It's easy to follow. It's so 80s. The vibe is there. It's so good. But, dude, I mean, like you just said all this shit about Fright Night. It's a lot of the same positive things can be said about that. So, it's, this one's tough, man. This one's really tough.
0: Well, Fright Night captures the best of like the early 80s, and The Lost Boys captures the best of like the late 80s or the later 80s. And I like I said, it was the hardest one on the bracket for me just because they're not similar, but they're they're similar. And they're but they're also just both so well done. The acting in them both are really good. Kiefer Sutherland plays the main bad vampire in The Lost Boys. And Corey Haim, Corey Feldman are in it. Um, is it Diane Wiest? Is that her name that plays the mom from Edward? Edward. Oh, right. It's, uh, um, and so I just honestly like at first I was going to say hey let's just throw it up to IMDB and Rotten Tomatoes to pick the winner but I think in my heart I would pick Fright Night uh, I love The Lost Boys it's a great fucking movie to watch around the ha- Halloween October season but if I had to choose one to like watch again right now it'd be Fright Night to me it's so much fun I love Jerry Dandridge Dandridge, who's um, the main vampire. The practical effects in both movies are really great. The makeup, but Fright Night just has a special place in my heart. So. Uh,
1: man. I see, I, I just I thought about the IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes thing too. Which, by the way, if we haven't, if you haven't listened to the first episode, if we disagree. We go to the scores of Rotten Tomatoes, 9 to be and that chooses who we send along. And I'm so tempted just to like, hey, you said Friday Night, I'll just go with you. But at the same time, I love Alex Winter. Obviously, you know Alex Winter from Bill and Ted. But also, one of my favorite movies is a movie called Freaked, that I believe I believe he wrote it and everything. But it was so, oh, I love the movie so much, and. Alex Winters and Lost Boys and like they oh man when that whole scene when they go back to because st- the stab like the leader of the vampires in heart Keith or Sutherland but they stab the wrong one like they didn't get the leader right and they stab like it's remember that oh, scene on man. the beach
0: when the vampires show like attack all the guys on the beach and whatever do you remember that scene yes that scared the shit out of me growing up Oh man I mean, it's tough. That, but like I said, Fright Night for me, if you look at the poster too, it's just, it's just so awesome and so. The posters, the shit, for sure, for sure, yeah. Um, score. Uh, also, did you know Fright Night was directed by Tom Holland, who also directed Child's Play, and Child's Play also has Chris Sarandon in it, who plays like the detective.
1: Dude, we don't have Monster Squad in this. Monster Squad's on the left side of the bracket. It we is. We talked about it. Did we talk about it?
0: Yeah. It won against the little vampire.
1: Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, thank God. I was sitting here looking at it like, oh, we got, we 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 screwed up big time. Because it's like we, you, the way you did the bracket, for some reason, like I wouldn't expect Monster Squad to be on that left side with those like types of movies, but whew, thank God, man.
0: Is it Fright, Lost Boys or Fright night is the shit. Ah, oh, man. Joel Schumacher directed <sighs> the Lost Boys. Tom Holland directed Fright Night.
1: I gotta give it I gotta give Lost Boys a courtesy vote. I can't just have it to be like a 2 0 oh. Lost Boys is out in the first round. I just uh, I just can't. I think we're gonna have to at least go to the scores on this one. Um I got the Lost Boys right here. At seven point three IMDb and a seventy six Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. That's what I got. Um, did you want to look up Fright Night? Yeah.
0: Well, on IMDb,
1: <laughs>
0: Fright Night has a seven
1: point one. So. And. Rotten
0: Tomatoes, it has a 92. Really? Yeah, the tomato, I can't. The tomatoes. The tomato score is 92%. The audience score is 77%. The
1: audience score. This is our closest one yet. Um, I see Fright Night moves forward. We're, we're going to Fright Night. Fright Night's moving forward. But again, if any of these movies
0: on the. Well, the lower ones definitely, but definitely, guys, go watch both of these movies. If you haven't yes. seen them before, they are fucking amazing. They are some of the dopest vampire movies out there.
1: So I would, yeah, yeah. Cool. Man. I won. The, toughest, the toughest one? That was the toughest one yet. I am definitely not disappointed no matter what the outcome for that one was. I am happy to send Fright Night along and curious to see how far that can go. Now, next matchup, The Haunted Mansion versus When Good Ghouls Go Bad. Dylan, what is When Good Ghouls Go Bad? God.
0: It's probably my, like, non-horror movie related. It's probably my fa- Actually, it's probably just my favorite Halloween-themed movie ever. I have so much love for this movie. Not, I feel like a, not a lot of people have heard of it. I don't think you have. No, but no, no. My... I
1: ha- This, I remember, I did not. I wanted to rewatch this very, very badly for this. But this I remember simply because of uh, Christopher Lloyd. I I've loved him. This I remember so vaguely. That's why I wanted to rewatch it so bad. But I remember this is one of those movies that like when you're a kid, and you don't have access to every single movie you want. This is one that you're dying to find or find on TV. Like, oh, what I, where's that movie that I watched that one time? That was one of these movies for me. And that's the thing is this movie was a t- made-for-TV
0: movie. Um, I don't know what it released on, if it was Disney Channel or I, – I, I just don't know. But it's written, a story by R.L. um, directed by Patrick Reed Johnson, and it's just – it's a fucking amazing family-friendly Halloween-themed movie with good acting and some genuine, like, creepy – Creepy shit uh, mm-hmm. that makes it interesting for you know older audiences, and I I grew up with this movie. It came out in 2001, so um, I saw it when it came out on TV. I, it would come on TV every October, and I just I watch this movie every October. I try to watch it on Halloween because it's my favorite Halloween movie. Um, basically, the the basic premise is. Christopher Lloyd stars in it, and he plays the grandfather of a young teenager named Danny. I thought it was like the uncle character. His name – they call him Uncle Fred, but he's the grandfather.
1: Okay. okay, okay. But he
0: doesn't like being called Grandpa, so he goes by Uncle Fred. And um, he used to be like a big shot in the town. He owned a company called Walker's Chocolates, which his son now runs, which is Danny's dad. Um, and the movie just – is it's shot really well for a TV movie. Um, the practical effect, like the zombie makeup, there's some zombie stuff in it, um, looks really good. The characters are really memorable and likable and funny. Um, really, I could talk about this for three hours and not do it justice. But what sucks is the movie's not really readily available. You can't, I'm as far as no. I can tell, you can't rent it anywhere. The only place I've been able to find to watch it is on YouTube. Or I have... A VHS copy, and I have two VCRs, so I can watch it anytime I please. There Ooh. are some DVDs out there. They're mostly used, and even used, they're like 60 to $80. And I was a dumbass and bought one for $54, <laughs> and it doesn't work. <laughs> oh. So I just have this When Good Ghouls Go Bad DVD prop, <laughs> basically.
1: Oh my god.
0: I tried burning it in so that I could at least have the file from it. But it's one of those movies wow. that, uh, I would kill to get my hands on any kind of like distribution deal for this thing. Cause I would give so much money to try and like make a special edition Blu-ray of this thing. It's, it's so damn good. I even tried actually, um, reaching out to the director cause I found him on Facebook <laughs> and I tried just like, constantly messaging him and like he's a, I think he teaches at a college in North Carolina and I just tr- kept trying to reach out to him to see if he'd even just do an interview and talk about this thing because you don't find a lot of stuff about this movie um, well
1: you really put your cards out out on the table on this one huh Good. but Lord. I have
0: to say the haunted <laughs> no.
1: Uh, no 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 this movie, here's the th- there's something oh special God.
0: about it it's just special to me. It means so much. And it just, it, it, to me, captures what I think of when I think of Halloween. And The Haunted Mansion is good too.
1: I rewatched. So, Now The Haunted Mansion, because of Disney, of course, I was able to rewatch this week for this. And so, as this movie started, like, I didn't. Obviously, I had no idea you were going to be that over the moon for when good ghouls go bad. When I first saw it, I was like, why does this sound familiar? And when I looked it up, I realized, I like, oh my God, what a great entry into this bracket. Because I remember this as a child. Like I said, it was that that one I, I couldn't find. Like I was dying to just come across it again one day. When I saw like the cover art for it, it brought something back in me. And I remember um, vague things about it, like the, like just him being called Uncle Fred and, I, and, and like there was like a really cool ending I remember like I literally think it ends with him saying uh, like he's like not there but he is like he says happy Halloween yep. back to like it's just like so for me to watch that years ago when I was in single digits and not see that movie fully since and for me to even remember anything about it because my memory is not great there's something spent, I want to I can't this has to move forward because I have to, like, if you say it's on YouTube, I have just to watch it and talk about it again next episode for the next round. Because if you do a curveball and you send haunted mansion, mansion along on my ass, it's going to be, but just to, so that's where I'm, I'm, my cards are at. That's where I'm going. I'm, I'm sending that when good ghouls go bad through, but just to at least talk about haunted mansion for a minute or two. I thought this was on the bracket because, oh, this must be something that Dylan put on here. Do the nostalgia and because you're around that age and whatnot. I love Eddie Murphy, obviously love Halloween movies, but you know, I don't think that was a very great movie. I think it was just like if it's like you have grew up with it and there was nostalgia about it. I get it. I was I just I just very simply wasn't into it. I just wasn't. I didn't care that much about the haunted mansion. I didn't think it was that great. I really didn't.
0: Yeah, and I I can understand that. That it definitely I did grow up with this movie. I even had the movie adaptation growing up, so I re I read that um, all the time and had pictures of the movie. And I just really liked the movie. Granted, as I've gotten older, it's not a great movie, um, but it is just something I watch every halloween season because it gets it's got for me it's got the vibes it's got really great production value eddie murphy is one of my favorite fucking comedians actors performers he's amazing even though he is kind of like underused in this Mm. um you know he started doing family stuff so at least this is family stuff with like a cool fucking haunted mansion you know vibe uh but when compared to when Good Ghouls Go Bad, uh, it's not even a fucking challenge. When Good Ghouls Go Bad is when we say Halloween movie battle. When Good Ghouls Go Bad is a fucking to me like a titan because it just has sh- everything in it, and the Haunted Mansion is just it feels a little cheap. It's studio. In studio. Yeah, it, it's very studio.
1: You know I mean? uh, it doesn't have the the. I don't think it has the heart or the charm, or definitely can't. Or else I wouldn't remember anything from this movie from yeah. fucking years ago that I'm excited to watch now again all these years later. And I remember it was, it's so studio that they didn't even want to make this movie without having one of like the Ghostbusters in it. I believe. I believe the studio was what they wanted either Dan Aykroyd for Eddie Murphy's role or Bill Murray or one of those characters, and they. This movie was planned for a while, and it just, I guess eventually they caved, and I guess you know Eddie Murphy being such a big star, they're like, okay, we'll do it with it's Eddie Murphy. No, it's not terrible. No, it's not. It's not. I recommend watching it. Go watch it. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's. I think this is another one where like, if you're just chilling around the house and you got some shit to do, put it on. Mm-hmm. Fucking decorate your house and put up Halloween decorations while this plays in the background, and just occasionally
1: look over, because it's kind of. Yeah. It's nice, but... Dude, plus, Eddie Murphy is the shit, dude. I fucking love Eddie Murphy, so... I like, never gonna... Never gonna discount watching an Eddie Murphy movie, so... But, we made our decision. We know what's going on. This is a lot easier than the past round. Let's move on. We have two matchups left. Eddie. Three matchups left. <laughs> Three? <laughs> oh my god, we have three left oh my god well you take this next one then because the last two is where it's going to get where we're really going to get into it into the weeds but let's let's get through this next bracket here and see what we're working with
0: all right we got scary or donnie darko against scary stories to tell in the dark um jeff tell us about donnie darko because you're the one who said we should put it on the list
1: so donnie darko i had a a co-worker to end up becoming a roommate later who knew i loved halloween stuff he saw i worked with him so for years so eventually you know obviously we talked a lot and when october would come around he knew my love you hang around with me long enough you know my love for halloween and you figure that shit out and he told me he goes uh the one movie I watch every single year on Halloween is Donnie Darko. And he told me that, and for whatever, it's stuck in my head, he, and he kept trying to get me to watch it, and I didn't. I just wasn't that open to it yet. This was before I would just, I don't know, I just wouldn't. <clears throat> it wasn't until the last few years that I did. and uh, There's something, there's just something about about this movie like i guess i wasn't that excited about it because like, they said jake Hall. nothing against jake jonah it was like some jake Hall. i didn't know what the shit was going to be about but i'm just going to go ahead and just because i'm trying not to spend too much time with this so we have more time for the next two and i want to go crazy long i'm going with donnie darko already That's all I'm saying. And I don't want to say too much about it quite yet because I'm hoping to talk about it in the next round. Although, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, of course I remember the book and I remember being excited about it. And here's the thing. I haven't been able to see this movie yet. I went to rent it today before this podcast and it was only available to buy for like $15. And it's a movie that my... Wife wanted to watch with me, wasn't able to help it. But now I, I just I just have this ad- attachment to Donnie Darko. Now, when we do the next episode, something crazy could happen, and I could be like, oh, man, I screwed up. Or, hey, for all I know you're about to say, scariest Stories to tell in the dark is where you're going, and it has the better ratings, and maybe, uh, <clears throat> maybe that's what I'll be watching next. So where well, are you at? Here's the thing. I saw Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark last October
0: when it released in theaters, um, or many Octobers ago, depending on when, whoever is listening to this, <laughs> I saw it when it came to theaters. In 2019. Yep. And it was good. Me and my girlfriend saw it. Um, it had some genuinely, like, creepy stuff in it. It was a big studio um, Goosebumps movie. You know what I mean? That's So it did have a little bit of the studio feel, but it still felt a little indie-ish it still felt like it was actually being made by a filmmaker um and so it had really cool atmosphere really cool effects um monsters and shit there's some stuff i didn't like it was a little eye-rolling but for the most part i actually really genuinely enjoyed it um and it's a, i feel like it's a cool movie to watch during the halloween season uh, maybe early on i think it's good to kind of get you get you feeling about pumpkins and ghosts and jack-o'-lanterns and scarecrows i think it's it, it's it's there now donnie darko well, i've seen twice in my life i just rewatched it the other day for this and then growing up i heard oh you gotta watch donnie darko you gotta watch it i watched it when i was way too young to fucking understand what it was about mm. so i hated it because i was like what the fuck is this movie um so i rewatched it for this and i was a little Surprised when you said, Well, oh, we gotta put Tony Darko on the list. Because I had seen that like I always Google popular Halloween movies. Right. And so you said Donnie Darko and Donnie Darko's always on there. And I couldn't remember it being Halloween themed at all. So I rewatched it and even still I don't really see how it's like a Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. It's really it's it's a fucking really wonderful independent film uh jake gyllenhaal is obviously great the direction is really good but when it comes to like halloween vibes the only chunk you really get of that is at the end and even then that's just not it's not like the movie was made to be a halloween movie they just decided to set like have that be like when the movie takes place and there's you know There's scenes of Jake Gyllenhaal riding around on his bike, and it's supposed to be October. The whole movie takes place over the course of the month of October. And wherever he is, I'm guessing California or something, it's like green trees, green grass. So it doesn't look like fall. You don't see jack lanterns and too many Halloween decorations up. So the only thing you really get is at the end. And I don't want to spoil this. If you guys haven't seen Donnie Darko, go check it out. It's a great film. But... And it's I think it's obviously a movie I would rewatch probably more than Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. But if we're talking Halloween movie battle, the kind of That's movie that this I, is, the kind of movie that yeah. I would want to watch that gets me in the spirit of Halloween, I'm gonna go with Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Though, like I said, Donnie Darko actually after rewatching it this time, like I I bought the Blu-ray, the special edition Blu-ray because I just was like, fuck, how how did I think this was shit? I'm an asshole. Love it. It's a great film, mm. but not a great Halloween movie where a scary story is tell in the dark. It's got the vibes, and it's actually pretty decent. So uh, I'm gonna go with that one to move forward.
1: See, I okay, well here's the thing. It's you're completely right. We're not going by what is the best out of all these, what is the best movie? Was the most rewatchable movie. This is a Halloween movie. What do you put on during Halloween? And maybe you're maybe you're right. Maybe you don't. I'm. You have to. Where I'm coming from, I've had a person that you know I work with, spent a lot of time with, tell me about how this in, the, in their it's in their rolodex to watch every year on Halloween. They don't watch it any other day. They watch it on Halloween. So it's it's stuck in my head as a Halloween movie. But watching it. Is it actually so Dante Darko I have someone close to my life say or, or someone that that I've seen a lot tell me about how this is in their Rolodex every year to watch on Halloween, so just because of that one person it's kind of stuck in my head as a Halloween movie, but rewatching some of these movies back, maybe it's that's could be just be one guy who got that in my head so. What I probably say, like, like I said, I haven't seen Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I haven't seen that, so I'm only going off what I've seen. It's such a uh, Dark such a good movie, but we're not going by what the best movie is. We're going by this is a Halloween movie bracket. So, although I will be rewatching Donnie Darko myself uh, sometime soon, sometime this month. If you want to go scary stories to tell in the dark, I I will take your judgment on that. And I will actually like I'll I'll concede to that and I'll go with it. If you want to move that along, I'll say it too, and we don't even have to go to the IMDB scores or rotten tomato scores. I'm I'm actually willing to switch it up and I'll we can send scary stories to tell in the dark along.
0: Dope.
1: It's stamped, sealed, it and is. delivered.
0: Let's move on to the final fucking two brackets. It feels like yes. we've been
1: doing this I know. And these two ever and these two these are both good ones. So these are the ones that I really wanted to dive into. <laughs> but but we probably won as much. But we, we promised hold
0: on, let me just preface this. We promised that the the remaining episodes for this fucking Halloween movie battle will be much shorter because obviously there'll be less fucking movies to talk about. So, thank you if you stuck with us. All right, uh, yes. Yes. Go go ahead fucking what's the next two?
1: Next two is Dracula from 1992, Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992 versus Sleepy Hollow <clears throat> featuring Johnny Depp, which is from
0: 1999.
1: <clears throat> So, okay, I watched Sleepy Hollow for the first time, I think, just like two years ago. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of these things are pretty recent for me. I watched this Dracula movie two days ago. Uh, for the first time? For the very first time. I watched Dracula. It was a first watch for me two days ago. Now, I put it on that. Still, I mean, I know it's Dracula, so it may sound silly saying, I watched it, not really knowing what to expect. But that's kind of the truth here. I didn't know who was in this movie. I knew nothing. So I see Keanu Reeves, I'm like, oh, shit. I fucking love Keanu Reeves. He's one of my favorites. I've always loved Keanu Reeves. He's the shit. Winona Ryder is one of my favorite actresses of all time. I was like, oh, my God. How have I missed this? Gary Oldman. I'm like, holy shit, this is wild. Carrie Elves, like from uh, Princess Bride and Robin Hood Men in Tights. My person, one of my personal favorite. <clears throat> uh, so I'm wondering how I missed this. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, who uh, was one of the best in this. So I have two of my favorite. I have uh, Keanu Reeves. Winona Ryder, two of my favorites of all time. I thought they were kind of some of the worst in this movie. Mm-hmm. When Keanu started talking, I was like, what is this accent? It, I, I don't know. I don't know if that was, I, I, I just wasn't buying it. I was like, this accent is so weird. I thought the movie was actually kind of confusing and I'm watching it and I'm like I, I there's times where like if I tuned out for a second or did anything for a second, I feel like I didn't know what was going on anymore. By the way, I like this movie, I like the setting, I like the vibe, I like the the world they did a good job of like taking me to the world that they were in. I'll definitely say that. I thought Anthony Hopkins was really good. Um just I liked I liked the movie. I did. And I feel I almost was feeling guilty as it was going through because already in my head I was saying like, Oh man, I really like sleepy hollow more than this. Damn. And I never, I wouldn't expect, I love Keanu. I love Winona Ryder, but <clears throat> I, I, man, I'm, trust me. I, I'd, I'd like to say I'm, I'm not a sucker for anything. Fucking, you know Tim Burton, Johnny Depp. You know how everyone just like, oh, there's a new Johnny Depp movie. I'm all over it. I've never even seen a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Not one. Not a scene. So I'm not. I just the vibe, the like I that Halloween vibe, like the atmosphere, that Sleepy Hollow set, and there was some, like I I, I really like Sleepy Hollow over. This Dracula movie, in my eyes, I I don't know where where what is your backstory with both these movies? I assume that you probably watched these a while ago, right? Yeah, I grew up
0: with these two movies. Um, I would say this is for me the second hardest bracket on this side, just because I love both of these movies so much. Um, I feel like Sleepy Hollow is so fucking underrated. Like yeah. So fucking underrated It's one of Johnny Depp's best movies One of Tim Burton's best movies And for anyone that hasn't seen it It's just a fucking treat It's the Headless Horseman Fucking in like I'm gonna sound stupid here But like 1800s England or whatever And Mm -hmm. Wherever they fucking shot this is gorgeous in the woods Creepy as fuck My buddy Mike um, he really loves this movie and he always talks about one of his favorite things in movies is like atmosphere and especially horror movies and he always says this, like this one has such a fucking awesome atmosphere and it's so thick and yes. you just feel it and, it and it just it's so saturated with it and then I also love the the effects the headless horseman looks cool as shit Christopher um, I almost said Christopher Nolan <laughs>
1: Walking, <laughs> walking. <Walken. laughs>
0: Christopher Walken plays the headless Christopher horseman in Plus. Yeah. <laughs> um it plays the headless horseman for a bit. That shit, I remember that uh that scene when he's like they kill him, not, you know, spoiler alert. Um that shit scared the hell out of me growing up. I love the blood in it.
1: The oh, blood has dude, this when, like, you, when when Johnny Depp's carving into like that dead body to like just look for yeah. shit. It's, like The
0: the blood looks kind of, yeah. like, milky and weird, and I just love it. Same with the Sweeney Todd movie they did. Um, but that said, I also really fucking love Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992, which Francis Ford Coppola directed. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you said, it's a fucking star-studded cast. I mean, good. Oh, yeah. Sleepy Hollow has, is a star-studded cast, too. It's actually got a the guy uh, from uh, Beetlejuice in it um the guy who plays Dumbledore I know they yeah, are but I'm not uh, fucking Christina
1: Ricci Chris yep yeah. um, um and so this Tom, one was... Thomas Middleditch <laughs> <laughs> dude uh,
0: uh, but uh, so this like I said this is the second hardest one for me cuz Bram Stoker's Dracula it's Dracula and I, I get what you were saying with it's kind of confusing. I showed my girlfriend this movie for the first time ever, and she kinda of felt similar and she actually felt like it was three hours long or
1: even longer. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's another thing, man. This thing Look, it's a it's a great movie. I mean I well I well I, I like the movie, is what I'm saying. But it's look, it it's a long movie and it seemed longer. And there was some, like, confu- if you turned away for a second, like, you're, mis- you're kind of wondering what's going on. You're asking too many questions. Whereas Sleepy Hollow also creates a great atmosphere, which is, uh, like, one of the good qualities about Dracula. But this does it. It's straightforward. You know what's going on. The ap- I don't know. I can't describe it. I mean, atmosphere is atmosphere. It is what it is. S- to me, I-, I got more out of Sleepy Hollow, especially for a Halloween movie bracket. And, but see, and, that's what's you know. so
0: fucking tough for me, dude, because when I think of Halloween, I think of Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, like, those right. vibes. And I – this was a movie – granted, when I remember when I first watched it, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Suddenly Dracula's a werewolf kind of thing, and then he's like
1: – Yeah.
0: But some of the th- shit in the movie has stuck with me through so much of my life. Like, the scene where Keanu Reeves is getting, like, seduced and bitten by his – dracula's brides that shit i saw so young and it was so weird like it scared the shit out of me but it also turned me on like because i was young and it like these fucking chicks are got their tits out and they're fucking sucking on keanu reeves not in a good way (laughs) and uh so fuck i don't and sleepy hollow i saw a little bit later but i'm gonna go with bram stoker's dracula that's what I would rather watch.
1: Well, I think you're gonna definitely. Uh, there's I don't see how Dracula's gonna get some, like, so. Sleepy Hollow, seven point three out of ten IMDb, sixty nine Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, Academy Award winner Dracula. Oh wow, you know, closer than I thought. Dracula, seven point four out of ten. And a 71 on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Oh.
1: (laughs) So, wow. It, as close as it was, Bram Stoker's Dracula.
0: Now, I have a question, Jeff. Yeah. Remember when we first talked about this bracket, we had the idea to have a veto option. Would this be something you'd want to veto? Do you feel that strong? Um.
1: Well, here's the thing. I know. So this is not something that we've we've mentioned because I wasn't even sure if we were going to use it. But I figured we'd both have the option to use one veto in this. So if Danny. we were wrong, and this this um like this predicament right here is where I could use a veto, of, like actually, I'm going to go ahead and cancel your vote and I'm going to send Sleepy Hollow along. Now, as tempting as it is, I kind of thought ahead of time a little bit. I haven't thought about it too much, but I did think, I was like, what's the best way to use this possible power? And I think it would be, I think you have to pick the movie that you love the most and use it on that to send along And as much as I really, really enjoy Sleepy Hollow and would definitely rather move on in this round, I wouldn't say it's the movie that I love the most or would want to send on. So it makes me want to kind of hold on to that veto.
0: Okay.
1: And and, um, I'm going to let Dracula move on, especially considering the heavy hitters, no matter who wins the next round, that's going to have to go up against
0: I think both movies have really great atmosphere, cool effects. Um, They're really well done, so definitely recommend watching both of them. Um, But Dracula just means more to me, and that's what I would go for. Uh, If it was Halloween night and I had to pick between the two, I'd probably put on Dracula before I put on Sleepy Hollow. So that's why
1: I picked that one. I'd want to... I'd want to have other things to do that night, and I wouldn't want to have to sit down for four hours to watch Dracula. But I get what you're saying. (laughs) It's two hours. Dracula can move on. (laughs) Well, I'm going by what it feels like. Okay. Well. And how long I have to listen to Keanu talk like an idiot. Okay, that's pretty. You know,
0: it's funny because I think there was like an interview he did a couple years later where like someone asked him like, "Why are you so bad in this?" And I think at the time he was like in the middle of doing three different movies or something. Or just having come off doing two movies, and so he just says like I was exhausted and I didn't have a lot of time to prep. Um, and he's like I'm like I wish I could have done a better job, but I was just you know rushed to learn like an accent and lines and everything.
1: So, well, they have even Keanu would have sent Sleepy Hollow along, <laughs> <laughs> but to me. Now we now we like we end. This is the the final matchup of the first round. This, this is it, and we're ending it with a, a quite the matchup here, because we're talking the legendary Ghostbusters versus the also legendary Beetlejuice. I mean. When I saw these two up against each other, I my very first thought was, oh, so this means either Beetlejuice or Ghostbuster is going to be out the first round, and either the Pumpkin Carver or Satan's <laughs> Little Helper is going to advance. And, and that just really, really rode me the wrong way. But the brackets are actually set up in... This is the way that they should be set. We can't have Beetlejuice versus fucking Satan's Little Helper. We just, I mean, we just can't. Like they're matched up. Like vampire movies were matched. Like I get it. So, but Beetlejuice and Ghostbusters
0: my... are two horror kind of weird fantasy comedies, so they can kind of go against each other. So it's kind of hard to choose. Hard to choose. Whereas if it was going against Pumpkin Carver, obviously you would j- fucking of course Beetlejuice would beat out yeah. Pumpkin Carver. So instead, the more interesting conversation to have is Ghostbusters versus fucking Beetlejuice. And Ghostbusters was 1984. Beetlejuice was 1988. Um, uh, We're not talking about the 2016 Ghostbusters, folks.
1: Because yeah, <sighs> we already know that would go to the next round. immediately. I'd pick
0: Pumpkin Carver over that. <laughs>
1: I mean uh, oh man I mean it's fucking Ghostbusters obviously these are both great movies 80s they're iconic they're iconic,
0: they're iconic. if you didn't grow up with these movies it's it's, uh, it's sad it's unfortunate I mean obviously movies aren't I mean, the most important thing in the world but the fucking good, fond memories I have of watching these movies and, like, quoting them. I mean, shit, you and I quote Beetlejuice all the
1: fucking time. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I go through the house going, I'm the gatekeeper, home and gatekeeper. <laughs> like, I do the gate. <laughs> so, like, I... I mean, dude, Bill Murray. Oh, come on, man. I mean, like, the... I mean, an iconic song, like, theme song, an iconic logo... And it, it, there's so many things that this movie is iconic for. So it's not just like some, like, this is an iconic movie, but it also has an iconic poster, an iconic theme song. It, ha- I mean, so does so Beetlejuice. I mean, but Beetlejuice, I listen to, I've listened to the soundtrack as I'm like doing shit around the house. I'll listen to the soundtrack. I've watched it so many times. I mean, they both have comedy. To me, I I do I do actually have my answer. I'm actually not really it's it's a tough matchup because of how great both these movies are. But and I don't that's I don't wanna like this you know, we're already this like once again this is a long podcast, the other ones will be shorter, so I don't wanna dive into one of them too much just because we're gonna have the opportunity to talk about one of these movies again in the next podcast. Um for me, there's a movie that is definitely darker. has a whole different vibe. I mean, look, you have... Yes, there's a ghost and different things. But at, this, at the end of the day, these guys are running around this city sucking up ghosts and whatever it is. But there's an overall... The, what is the more Halloween vibe? I think that's Beetlejuice by far. I mean, it's... You have... I mean... Look at Lydia, her whole character, and it's, like, unto itself. You have this couple that dies going off the bridge, and you see, the like, the lady with, like, the, the slit throat and the smoke coming through her neck, the dead football players that died in a bus crash, the guy that was ran over, the, the chick that was cut in half, the girl that slid around, there's all these crazy characters there's nothing like what's more halloween like than all of these characters it's a cast of halloween type characters that you would see the world that they set up when they fucking draw the door they knock on the wall the green light it's a simple green light but it fucking works the whole point is them trying to scare people out of their house their ghost in their house like i can go on forever about how amazing the movie ghostbusters is and how amazing Michael Keaton is, and you, and if he's not even on screen an insane amount of time, if you like log up the time, I, I don't think it, it's it's very long, and it makes you like it makes you crave seeing Beetlejuice again in his character. And to me, as much as Ghostbusters is iconic, and I talked it with the song and the poster and everything. To, to me, the easy answer is actually Beetlejuice. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I would watch this on Halloween day for sure. I don't need straight up the pumpkins and Frankenstein this straightforward like stereotypical Halloween stuff. This has that vibe and it's a great movie and it's funny. And everyone in it does so fucking great. To me it's easy. To me it's Beetlejuice.
0: Well, I'd say both I mean yeah, this one's tough. I have an easy answer too. Um both have great rewatchability. I feel like we could watch either one of these and then just immediately restart it and still find it funny and interesting. And they're just both so solid. But Beetlejuice is far away, far and away so much more inventive and um, just bizarre, like this world that they create. And like even the character of Beetlejuice himself, a bio exorcist, like – everything that that entails and like some of the imagery. Yeah. Like this is a movie watch on Halloween. You can watch it whenever. And it just has such a dope feeling. And it's unlike any other movie I've ever seen. Michael Keaton is a fucking legend. (laughs) And I have so many fond memories of this movie. I don't actually watch it around Halloween as much just because I watch it so fucking often. Right. Um but definitely it's got the it's it's definitely more of a Halloween movie than Ghostbusters. I think Ghostbusters is great, obviously, fucking masterpiece, it's funny as shit. But I mean, you you, you just can't go wrong with Beetlejuice. <laughs> like, no. I, I get mean, excited it... when I see Beetlejuice uh stuff in stores, even if it's a coffee mug, a magnet. If I see a magnet for Ghostbusters, you know, I might pass on it. If I see you know, a, a a Beetlejuice pinstripe suit. I'm like, holy shit! I wish I could fucking fit into that. If I see a yeah. Ghostbusters costume, I'm kind of like, eh.
1: That's actually a great point. I mean, look, this is coming from a guy. I have the Beetlejuice poster on my wall. Right underneath it is a shelf that has pop figures and plushes and uh, you know, it you know the handbook for the recently deceased. I, all that shit. Like I, I, I think four or five days ago, I bought a whole big like sticker set of Ghostbuster stuff. I just fucking love it. I know, I mean, it's I know I'm biased, and even though it's a Halloween, it fits that to me. It really fits that vibe also. So I know it's against it was against Ghostbusters, so it's saying that it's an easy pick over Ghostbusters for anything. I know it seems out there because of how fucking great that is, but. To me, it's an easy pick, and this is Beetlejuice all day. And with that, I think we finalized our second round.
0: <laughs> Thank fucking God.
1: <laughs> I know these were these were longer ones, and I, I we had our we had our hiccups, but from now on, now it should be a little more more smooth sailing. We've talked about these movies some already, so we're not gonna want to, you know. You know, tread over shit that we've already talked about, and we can move a little bit quicker and really get down. But at the same time, get more and more serious because I'm gonna try and rewatch some of these things as we get close to. Because now that we're like we have these fresh matchups, and I see whatever goes to the next round, I would, that makes me want to go back and rewatch just so I have a strong opinion coming back to the second round of. Upon rewatch, because you never know. Upon rewatching, maybe I'll say, I know that I picked it to go f- past the first round, but I'm sorry, but upon rewatching, I can't see it going by the second round. Or it could be the opposite, and I'm excited to uh, go through that with you. And remember,
0: we still have our vetoes, so we can use those. Um, and this is only our eighth episode, guys. Like if you uh, that we've been doing this thing, so I think it's our eighth. So thank you for hanging in there if you're listening. Um, Jeff and I are just a couple of average fucking dudes. (laughs) We don't don't live in the same state, and this is just something that we've been talking about doing forever. And we might have some hiccups along the way, dogs barking, glitches, whatever else. But hopefully you can see through that and just have a good listen to a genuine conversation between two friends who fucking just – love this shit so much like it's just I don't know like I could go on just talking for a few more hours just with you
1: if you know we didn't have other shit on our plate (laughs) and at the same time we're going to continue to listen out for things to get better and if there's things that you're thinking about that could get better we probably have already had the thoughts ourselves trust me I I take into account certain words that we say, spaces between our words, sniffles because of allergies. Trust me, I I think of all this shit, I notice it and it's a weird thing hearing your voice back to you at their conversation. It's 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 interesting stuff. So, we'll continue to get better and hey like I said, we want to be the Evil Dead of Podcasts. God damn
0: it. How many fucking times are you going to say that? We're going to get that printed on our t-shirts. It's going to be on the back of our The Evil Dead of Podcasts. And That's then right. Sam Just Raimi's going to sue us.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's But hey, then we can get on here and be like, hey, we got sued by Sam Raimi. How cool is that? We love that guy. <laughs> so, these next episodes, we'll move along. Um, two more episodes
0: remain of the
1: Halloween movie battle to where we will crown the Halloween movie battle winner, the movie that you should 100% watch by our standards on Halloween day. We will crown that. And I hope that people have at least heard some of these movies for the first time, maybe got them to go watch them suffer with us for some, or Hey, maybe find one of your new favorite movies. Um, I just hope you're sticking with us and enjoying a genuine conversation as we find our footing here. And with that, we'll get shorter with some of these episodes. But hey, I picture like I go to work, I work all day, I listen to podcasts all day. So hopefully, maybe you're at work, we're with you at work, we're with you on a long drive, with you when you're doing stuff around the house, maybe you with you in the bathroom, the in the bathroom. Maybe you're, you know. Getting, spending some time with yourself but you want to don't want to hear just the silence and you're like i don't want to just run the sink pop us in we'll talk to you while you do your thing
0: <laughs> how you doing <laughs> all right hey. guys our instagram is at horror flicks podcast on instagram and uh i, I want to go to bed
1: <laughs> yeah hey it's past midnight my daughter's officially three See you guys.